Dark swords and candle art to spark souls And sark souls to cross roads and bandits are Catacombs and giant doors Protect the chest of swords and legendary items With the dragon bones and iron it's doors It's a grand theft of Elm Scrolls Simon's quest for Joe and Earl Rock shoes to F crew Easter eggs and gaming news The police need some bad dudes To crash crew like Bandicoot All shit and gaming and glitch Controls Control issues. Well, yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, yes y'all. What well, is control issues? I am the AMC, and this is a dub. You can find us at control-issues.com. You can go to your podcast provider, whoever that may be. Make sure you go look for control issues. Download it, subscribe to it, rate it, review it, give it five stars. Do what you got to do. Pop on over to Twitch.tv/slash/controlissuespod. Check out some gameplay. We posted it. We're streaming it. You can also go to Twitter. My control issues is the handle. Holler at us. We'll holler back. All right, a dub. A week has passed and a ton has happened. Um, some some good insight into how the future of gaming will be. Some insight into how the business world operates <laughs> and how they value <laughs> consumers as well as innocent people. Yeah. In, in ideas yes uh, <laughs> exactly how stringent we are on this whole yeah. <laughs> freedom thing <laughs> and let's get right into it so a dub what have you been playing this week well i was lucky enough to see that the game i was having a hard time choosing way back when when dead cells came out it was a toss-up between dead cells and chasm i went with dead cells at the time which has, you know, gotten a bunch of content updates, has become much more of a game than it is now. I need to get back and check that out one of these days. However, the game that was the honorable runner-up, Chasm, I decided to buy that, and I've been playing the hell out of it. I think I'm about, I'm almost 10 hours deep. I'm coming up on the end of it. Like, it, it got a content update. I was lucky enough to see that. That's what really pushed it over the line for it's time to jump in and buy this game. Bought it, been playing it all week, like for absurd hours. Every day was productive, making solid progress, finding secrets, boosting stats. And, you know, it just, it kept me hooked. I'm seeing that it's not a terribly long game as I've explored about 80% of, of my map. I'm playing on hard. Uh, I've got stuff maxed out. Like I've found a bunch of stuff. I'm nearing the home stretch, so I'm excited about that for... You know, the kind of game it is, Metroidvania style, it pulls that off very well. It's got a lot of character. All the things that I was worried about when I decided not to purchase seem to be non-issues here. So, yeah, I've just been playing the hell out of it. I've gone through the four main maps. I'm in the final map, which is the temple. I'm finding all kinds of weird enemies and strange rooms that are blocked off by harmful electric beams or energy beams and overall it's a great game i mean you you start out with nothing of course you get sent on this mission to help these people that they it's a mining town 
and the mine has stopped producing. So you got to go there, figure out what the problem is. It's your first assignment as as a Gildian Knight recruit. You get there. It's several days to get there. It plays out in a, in a cute little cutscene. You get there. You see that there's one person in the whole town, the mayor. And he tells you, oh, yeah, not only have we stopped producing because we were digging in the mine and found a bunch of monsters, but the monsters eventually came out and captured all the people. So it's just me and you. You plunge into the mine. You're going about your Metroidvania-style business where you're taking on all the enemies in your path. You're picking up whatever they drop. You're trying to get yourself, you know, new arms and armaments. And you're finding people. You're finding secrets. You're opening up more and more of these levels. You're getting artifacts at critical points in the game that enhance your abilities and allow you to reach areas that were previously unreachable. You're unraveling the story. And yeah, man, I'm liking it. I'm enjoying the hell out of it. I also realized that Frostpunk came out on consoles uh, a couple days ago, back on that Friday. So I had that downloaded, ready to go. As soon as I finish up with Chasm, I'm going straight into Frostpunk. October is my month to, you know, dig at my backlog and also to play smaller games. So, you know, I want to boost my percentage completion on my PSN trophy card. Right now, it's it's hanging out at about a 28%. It used to be about like a 21, 22. So I raised it up quite a bit recently. And my, my rule is that if I get a new game, I need to beat it. And if I'm going in the backlog, it needs to be something that I can finish off relatively quickly because I'm trying to get that percentage. I've got to get over 50%. I know I have a lot of games from PS3 era. I'm definitely not going back. (laughs) I'm not going. Unless PS5 somehow sneaks in some PS3 backward compatibility from disc, I'm not going back to those games. So I got to get my completion percentage up, you know, this gen forward so we'll see i don't know but amc what are you playing yeah real quick i i would say the worst one that i had with that the completion percentage was definitely the ps2 era i remember there was a period where i was just buying games and not beating them (laughs) i just buy them play them for a little bit like oh that was fun all right moving on well in my situation it's more about the trophies so we got lucky if there were ps2 trophies i'd be in serious trouble (laughs) yeah it'd be a nightmare um yeah, but yeah, right now I'm I'm pretty decent. I'm pretty good. It's only like the I would say like the PS Plus ones that kind of throw off the um the ratio because there are there were a couple of games that I would just try out as opposed to like if I spend money on it, I'm gonna put a little more time into it. Mm-hmm. But then those games kind of throw off the um they throw off the the, the feng shui. Yeah, exactly. The only thing that's good is I will say is that they allowed it where if you I think if you have zero percent they let you delete it <laughs> so it's like it doesn't exist um, and that's why more games give you that first trophy just for walking out the door <laughs> yeah like now you're stuck with me <laughs> but yeah anyways um <clears throat> so what i've been playing i've been mainly been playing uh, actually celeste this week play a little divinity but uh with that i just made it to hunter's edge um fought a little bit along the way um it's yeah i'm at the point now where i'm running like master level skills and so it's it turns the tide of battle pretty quickly when I break out some of them. Like one I was telling you about earlier, I have a, with my Geomancer, I have a, an earthquake move where it shakes up, like it has an air of effect with his, which is pretty wide. And 
all the enemies that are within that area get shaken up and have the potential to be knocked down. And so if you just if you're surrounded by four dudes, you do the earthquake. Next thing you know, four dudes laying on the ground, just open to like free attacks and missing a turn of attack. So it um, immediately turns the tide of every battle when I use it. I also have uh, other big abilities with my other characters as they hit uh, master rank. And so yeah, in that game, I'm kind of just handling business. So I'm enjoying all the encounters, but at this point, I'm I'm at Hunter's Edge, and so it's a lot of talking. So it's, it's a little slow right now, but just pushing forward. What's the last? Um, <clears throat> I'll say I think I've beaten at this point four to five chapters and um, yeah the game is great I think there's eight total chapters and they added a ninth with the DLC uh, so there's still a little bit left in that game and yeah the difficulties there without playing the b-sides um, what I will say about that game is I, I'm definitely growing to really like love like the main character like she's awesome um, in her vulnerability as a character like I had heard going into this game that it dealt a little bit like with anxiety and some of that and kind of similar to um what was that one game with the uh the girl who would hear like voices in her head it was made by the studio that was picked up by microsoft um yeah anyways so yeah uh with this character what's pretty cool with her is so, so she would um she would talk about her anxiety and you would see her feel it every now and then but then at one point the game gets pretty rough and then she actually ends up like having a panic attack and then like you go through all of that and walk through that entire situation there's something you don't see really in in games in general but then on top of that in a pixelated game so it's kind of funny just to see how games have grown up but could still look similar to games that you played of the past and how they they take like real world situations and they bring it in to humanize the characters and so yeah like playing through that like um really got me to really like feel for this main character and really want to see through to the end of it because you almost feel like you owe it to that person to make it to the top of that mountain and so with something that like journey was able to do without like a lot of storytelling that feeling you're now put into this character to really give her uh some personality and so yeah with that like yeah celeste is completely kicking ass and i'm loving every bit of it but a dub let's get into the topic of the week top topic of the week and let's lead off with a little bit of sony news what you got little bit of Sony news. It has just been recently confirmed that the PlayStation 5, the next in line in the succession of family consoles, will be releasing holiday 2020. Oh, yes. How do you feel about that, AMC? Is that enough time? Is that too soon for you? Um, I think it's one of those things that it depends on what comes out with the launch. It makes sense though, with like Microsoft coming out 2020, um, they want to release around the time Microsoft comes out with their new console, just so they don't get a year behind. Um, I believe that's what happened with the 360 generation or so. At least like the 360 came out a little ahead of the PS3. Came out a lot ahead. Yeah. And so, (laughs) and almost came out ahead. Yeah. And so with that, like, um, you don't want to. I guess you don't want to make those mistakes. So yeah, you get it out at the same time. Microsoft is coming out with theirs. I guess my interest more is, or or what games are going to come out with the launch that will determine if I get it for the holidays. But yeah, I'll be happy that it's out. Cause then by the time I get it, there'll be some games on there and I'll be ready to make that leap. How about yourself? Mm, I'll think about it. I'm trying to throw my money in the PC ring this time. I want to get those ultra graphics. I want the mods. I want the, I want the, consistent performance 
you know, I also want to see if there's going to be a PlayStation 5 Pro or a Scarlet Pro, but, you know, we'll see. As what comes with this announcement isn't just a release window, but Sony has also given us some additional information about some changes we can expect with the PlayStation hardware next gen. This includes some controller changes. So the console's controller will feature two key innovations. One being innovations, key, key being the haptic feedback, which is going to replace the traditional rumble feature, and they're also going to have adaptive triggers. So with the haptic feedback, you've seen something similar to this in a more familiar product, the Switch most likely, where the Joy-Con have that HD rumble where you get different levels of rumbling to help communicate the kind of forces that are occurring on the screen. So we're getting that that haptic in that DS5. Uh, the adaptive triggers are also going to allow developers to program the resistance the trigger gives your finger when you're pulling it, depending on what it is you're using in the game. So if you're pulling back a bow with Aloy in Horizon 2, or if you're pulling the trigger on a, on a machine gun in Call of Duty, you're going to feel a difference. It's going to feel different. It's going to give you something that's going to differentiate those experiences even more other than being, you know, different visual experiences. Uh, in addition to those, you're also going to get a higher capacity battery and all this stuff is going to add up to giving the DualShock 5 a little additional weight. So it's going to be a little heftier. However, it's not going to weigh much more than the Xbox One controller does already. Uh, we're also looking at the kind of stuff Let's look at some stuff that we already know is going to happen. So it's still going to play physical games. We're not going optical, digital only yet. It's going to have that solid state hard drive. PSVR is going to be compatible with the PS5. It's going to be backward compatible with the PS4. We still don't know the shape of that. Hopefully it just means I could put in my PS4 disc and play it as if nothing ever happened. But we'll see. Uh, it also supports 3D audio, AKTV support. So the picture is starting to get a little more clear as we find out more information about the PS5. We're still going to need to know what that price is. As the AMC has pointed out earlier, we also got to see what kind of games we're getting in that launch window. I mean, can they move me from the fence to being an early adopter? I don't know. I was able to wait until Infamous Second Son came out on PS3 before, excuse me. PS4 before I dove in. I'm getting my generations crossed, man. This has been around so long. So many games, so much hardware. <laughs> it's getting crazy. What do you think, AMC? How how does all this new stuff sound? What is how are you interpreting the picture of next gen? Uh I'm I guess the thing that I'm most excited about is the uh solid state drive. Um they had that whole um performance demo where they showed spider-man running on a ps5 and how the load times were basically seamless as opposed to the current gen and so i want to see how that comes into play with the next gen like a lot of what i'm hearing is i think for a lot of people they're looking at this and they hear these things and they're like oh these sound like good improvements but they're not great leaps and that was like a question i had for you is like going into like a new generation do you like do you set do you set expectations for for what you expect from the generation or how do you look at the next gen in when general? I, when I look at next gen, the only thing I expect one better games, two that it's going to be playing games that I can't play on previous systems. Like it's really going to be 
for a specific line of content that takes advantage of the hardware capabilities. And yeah, man, that's that's really what it comes down to. It's next next gen for me is just make it look better, make it play better, make it do more, and just keep giving me well put together, well tailored experiences. Like for instance, this current gen with PS4, all I wanted was just better PS3 games in all honesty. And PS4 has just been consistently knocking it out the park. This gen has been amazing for all the systems. And we've gotten some of the best games ever made. We've seen a lot of developers emerge from the shadows and stand in the limelight of being household names. We've seen franchises get their epic conclusions. We've seen the creation of new types of games. We've seen the the enriching and the rapidly growing indie development scene, which has brought us new and innovative titles in familiar and recognizable ways. So as long as the next gen can continue what we've already been doing while adding more to it, I'll be perfectly fine. Yeah. And that's like my thing. That's like kind of my stance for the most part, because I think a lot of people look at it and they, they want the leave from, or at least they're, they're still somewhat anticipating the leap of, say, the SNES to the N64. Like, <laughs> we're going to somehow just go into the fourth dimension, and that's how like games are going to get revolutionized. We've created an entire planet where <laughs> these characters really live, you really control a character, and you can really kill each other. Yeah, like, and, and I think that's where, no matter what happens, there's going to be a group of people who are never going to be satisfied, especially when it comes to like just looking at the PC. And so if you're just driven by performance, then I feel like you're always going to be let down when it comes to consoles. And that's why there's always this thing of like, ah, oh, the console, the console generation, just consoles in general are, are done because it'll never be what PC is. And that's what all people care about. But I think it was, it was already proven with the success of the switch that the success of the switch, it's, it was actually a step back when it came to performance, but they figured out a way to get good games on an, on a Nintendo console that does something a little bit differently, but still plays video games in general. And I think that's where my expectations kind of like, that's where they get measured because it's, I'm so in love with the switch and it's not about having the best graphics. It's uh, just about, for me, it's just the games that are on it because I don't even use the portability of it. That really is the seller for a lot of people. Um, and so in general with me, all I like care about our games. And if you can get good games on your console, that's all that matters. And I think that's like a lot of like what's going on with like Sony and like with, with Xbox is, xbox you have all these all these um all these services that that are coming along with it and so it, it gives it a bright future but when it comes down to it like all the games this generation that i loved were on the switch and on the playstation and so when i look at the playstation 5 i just i all i think is am i going to get more of that and just based on the, tra the trajectory of this generation i can only assume that i'm going to get that with the ps5 so i'm just more excited to see now with a better console how they can now take advantage of that to make better single player experiences on top of just better uh, multiplayer games that will come from say the third parties so i'm just more excited to have a more powerful console with i guess with the reduction in loading how they can now take that and fill out a game a little bit differently without having to like having to bake in certain i guess transitions in the game based on how you're going to be able to load the next section if you don't have that how that's going to change the development and of a game to then 
have a more rich experience. I think that's what I'm looking forward to. And I think that's one of those things that will take it to the next level as far as like a generational leap. Um, and who are these jaded people who are still expecting everything to double every generation? <laughs> Yeah, like they, it's it's weird. Like it's I was thinking like when it comes to like mediums like uh, TV, like there's nobody ever really like we like people love TV. Like no matter what you say, people love TV. That's why Netflix is killing it, and that's why there's so many different streaming services coming out. TV second second season better be twice as good as the first season. Yeah, and that's the thing. Nobody's ever sitting there watching a television show and saying well, how come there hasn't been a leap in the production value of TV? <laughs> like it's it's like, no, like like shows do get better. Yeah, we see things like Game of Thrones and whatnot, but it's not now an expectation that every show has to have the production value of Game of Thrones. What it comes down to is, can you tell a great story and get great actors to deliver that? And I think- and Make it believable. Yeah, and I think that's where games, it's can you make better games, better stories, and everything and better gameplay mechanics. And as that all comes together, then everything just works out for the better of i guess the the industry as a whole and just consumption of of their products and so when i think of that with video games it's not about what you can do differently as far as i guess taking that next step i mean the only thing i can really think is ai but even then like they just have to deliver that. I don't know what they can do, but I think people just have this idea that for some reason, if you're playing a game that seems similar to something that you played the previous gen, then it's now a shitty game. Mm. Or the I, I could have played this. <laughs> yeah, the developers are just resting on their resting on their laurels. <laughs> it's lazy, lazy design. It just copy pasted as if they just have the code for every game ever made laying around in their archive. And they literally copy and paste it. Yeah. It's just the things that people say is like, even if a developer makes something that's the same as another developer did, they still had to make it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone had to code that, test it, and make sure it functions the way that it's supposed to function. I don't know, AMC. But you know who knows? These motherfuckers. None of these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> they got opinions. What you know about opinions. I'm looking into the future. I'm seeing a big pile of shit. I'm seeing a hole in the ground. <laughs> and Sony's laying in it. Yeah. Start digging. Start burying. Start digging. Troll of the week. 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 Troll of the week, 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 troll of the week. It's too early. They should have waited. My PS4 is worthless now. So as you can probably tell, today's trolls of the week are coming at the PS5 announcement. Some of them have to let you know what their allegiance is. Others are simply unimpressed. Who will win the day? Troll number one. PS5? Meh. Xbox Scarlet? Aw, yeah. (laughs) So, of course, you can't announce a new console without the people who 
identify with the other console coming on over to make their voices heard to make their allegiance known and to make you aware of how shitty your choices are <laughs> is that the running title is it going to be xbox scarlet <laughs> <laughs> so far I mean, that's what they revealed it as uh, okay. we'll see <laughs> ps5 has no launch title so xbox is where it'll be for me since it launches with halo infinite if you guys want to chug potions and replenish mana or whatever weird stuff it is you do on playstation in your lonely single player games be my guest also i prefer to watch movies not interact with them using a dualshock 4 <laughs> a lot to unpack there so i mean the new playstation is over a year away and this guy's already talking about launch titles it's no like we don't even titles. know we don't even know what the box looks like <laughs> we don't even know what the controller looks like we were only barely figuring out what's going to be inside of the controller when the ps5 comes out it will definitely have launch titles and for someone to just make their console buying decision because halo infinite was announced a little prematurely doesn't mean much of anything uh then he goes on to say like if you want to chuck potions and replenish mana in your lonely single player games I'm like yeah it's exactly what i want <laughs> it's exactly what i've been doing in in chasm and it's been a glorious 10 hours so far and I'm going to do that again in some other games somewhere else in the far off future. Definitely be doing that in games on PS5 once I eventually get one. You see, I prefer to watch movies, not interact with them. Stop lying. Number one, you as well as myself, as well as the AMC, as well as many gamers, have sat in a movie theater and thought to themselves, God, if only this was a game. Or sat there while we're playing a game like, God, if only this looked like that movie. There have been numerous times, numerous times in my life where I'm sitting there thinking, like, I just can't wait until video game graphics reach movie quality or photorealism. And then it even reflects back to the people who are upset because it's it's not a noticeable leap. I expected a better leap. Well, what are you leaping toward if not more realistic and more high-quality visuals? So, you know, people like to throw the movie game thing around. But then when you think about it, it's like that's exactly what everyone's been asking for for decades now. Yeah, and it's that. All right, so you got the people who say RIP single player, and yet... So they they think there's this big looming threat that single player is going to go away, but then you're going to take it. You're going to attack movie games when that's the biggest of the single player experiences that people want to get behind. So the, some of the best selling games are these movie games that you're talking about. And then you're going to dump on Sony for supporting single player games. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it, it, uh, no, uh, nah, and then not nah, get them, get them. <laughs> and then there's yeah. Then there's this other idea that. One, okay, they're not going to have a launch title. One, they definitely are. But two, this idea that they have to have a great launch title. Um, I would say the only console as of late that had a great launch title, that would be the Switch. And that was a game that came out on the Wii U at the same time, which is Zelda Breath of the Wild. Got delayed to launch on Switch. Exactly. And that's pretty. you can look at Halo and kind of say that that's kind of the idea. Like They could have probably released it on the One X and they're like, you know what, let's just hold it back and we'll just come out strong with our next console. And who knows, might see Ghost of Tsushima cross-gen launch title i imagine i imagine most of these games we played as cross-gen uh launch titles but then like i even just look at the uh the ps4 and that was one of those this is a console that i've probably wasn't i wasn't interested in it until i think 
Shadows of Mordor came out, and that was obviously a cross-platform uh, game. Like the a, a lot of the early exclusives, I wasn't interested in with the PS4, but it still ended up being an incredible console and a console that kind of took over uh, when it came as far as sales went. And so the idea that you have to have a great launch title in order for a console to do well um, was basically that argument was. Um, put away once the ps4 came out just because it was so successful mm-hmm. without having a great launch title absolutely nobody's talking about Killzone. yep <laughs> yeah it's a, and people don't even talk about launch titles exactly exactly <laughs> when it's game, game of the generation game of the decade it's never a launch title so why are we so hung up on launch titles it's gonna be backward compatible play your ps4 games chill the fuck out yeah next troll says day two bye not trying to be surrounded by the guys who smell like cheese, sweat, and dirt on day one. Stereotypes, I know, but some of you jerks need to take a shower every day. <laughs> Man. Well, I mean, here's something you could do. You could order your console from Amazon and have it show up at your job so then you could just drive home with it and not even have to go to a store. Yeah, um, I mean, I, th- I think it's the days of waiting in line ended with the ps2 ever since then especially as as we've seen sony move their headquarters headquarters more to the uh north america there's a focus on the western audience and so i think there's no worry about uh the availability of consoles at launch anymore so there's not like it's not like you're gonna have to wait in line anymore to get a console personal question amc yes when was the last time you waited in line for anything game related uh, I believe it was Metal Gear Four, <laughs> like the PS3. I got to have it. <laughs> yeah, I, I went to I think GameStop, had to wait in line. It went pretty quickly, and I played the game. First of all, it like had to load, which if you remember, like the PS3 area era, the twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like twenty minutes, and then you play through an opening tutorial. And I remember I was asleep by the end of that. So I remember after that, I was like, "Oh, I'll never wait to play a midnight launch because I'm not going to stay up all night playing a video game because odds are I'm going to f- pass out." So yeah, I don't do that anymore. For me, it was GTA Five mm-hmm. on PS3. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so mm-hmm. back. Like six years ago, it's amazing that GTA Five came out six years ago. Yeah, that that was it for me. It, it definitely punctuated the advantage of digital, which is that it'll be on my system installed, ready to go by the time I get home from work. And it unlocks at 9 p.m. the previous day instead of waiting in line at a midnight. random store at midnight. <laughs> it's the race home, squeeze in two hours, go to work late. Like I get it, get it at nine. Get my workout in. Carry on with my adult business. Also, it's like that idea that this guy is trying to act like he's better than the people. He smells better, at least. That he's waiting at midnight to pick up a game for. Like if you think about it, don't think that you're above the people who are as big of fanatics as you. So you're not going to be that one guy at Comic Con. Like, oh man, like look at all these nerds. With your backpack on with your water in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in Artist Alley. <laughs> yeah, so don't think you're better than anybody. Like day two, as if you're making some grand sacrifice. Yeah. Like you can have it delivered on day one. You you aren't avoiding the repulsive side of human beings <laughs> making some noble sacrifice, dude. You're just being a dick. Check yourself. PlayStation is a dead platform. <laughs> Nobody actually truly honestly wants that weeb trash in their house weeb uh i 
welcome our weeb overlords with open arms. I'm looking forward to the next batch of weeb trash to hit the PlayStation family of consoles. AMC, how do you feel about that weeb trash? Oh, first of all, the weeb trash is amazing. I love my persona. I love my Joker. That's about as trashy and as weeby as it can get. <laughs> yeah. I, I and love, it looks amazing. I love my Katamari, Damasi, my Nobi Nobi boys. I love my Gravity <laughs> Rush 2. <laughs> but yeah, like, I mean, if you look at this generation alone, it wasn't obviously weeb shit that that moved the needle it was spider-man it was days gone it was the last of us it red was dead 2 red dead it was god of war it was god wars uncharted like these are not weeb games at all to say the least it's about to be <laughs> cyberpunk <laughs> yeah so i mean like if you look at those games none of those things are weeb it's the um it's what pushes the console to the next level is the access to that weeb shit to the yakuza's to the personas to those you games. would call yakuza weeb yeah, I mean, come on. Don't you, like, protect a baby at one point? <laughs> yeah, but, but it's your baby. <laughs> well, we call, we call uh, what's it called, uh, Death Stranding? Is that weeb trash? No. I mean. <laughs> weeb is like anime. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> the monster drinks. I, I, I'm thinking, like, if the, develop, the baby. <laughs> if the developer is weeb, does it make the game weeb? Well, weeb, guess- weeb isn't just Japanese. Weeb is, like, anime underage girl (laughs) (laughs) no that's not weeb yeah um, that's what people try to characterize weeb as in a negative connotation yeah and so like i look at it and it's like if you just look at the games that were big on the playstation as far as exclusives a lot of them weren't weeb games are actually straight up western games yeah and you obviously see that with the the development and the studios moving as i mentioned earlier uh so yeah i mean the weeb stuff kind of just fills it in gives it a little color but yeah, the PlayStation is killing it without the weave. Yeah, so you pass it on a whole console because of a small segment of games. That's that's about as trollish as it gets. <laughs> Until Sony learns what you're gonna oh, learn. Excuse me. Until Sony leans way harder into multiplayer and or shooters, my PlayStation buying days are over. Shooters. I want, I want Killzone back. <laughs> this is the guy asking for Killzone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I mean, didn't we spend a whole generation complaining about the oversaturation of first-person games, about shoehorn, tacked-on, afterthought multiplayer being put into every game, and now we're we're on comment sections begging for it back? Yeah, I mean, and this was like... Uh, was it the PS3 era? I was like, every game's a shooter. These bro games. <laughs> oh, I remember bro game. Yeah. Now, now you're asking for it. Bring it back. I want that multiplayer first-person shooting action. <laughs> <laughs> it's been my dream. Yeah. It's been my passion. <laughs> That's all I want. <laughs> Any word on Knack 3? PlayStation 5 just might have enough graphics to pull it off. Damn. <laughs> because graphics are quantifiable in such a brute force manner but let's get on to the last troll the real question is if we can get a haptic jock strap for psvr porn put that on my nuts <laughs> <laughs> that sensitivity I'm like, oh, okay <laughs> it's, it's, it's <laughs> playing playing catherine full body <laughs> with the haptic jock strap yeah, on. full body <laughs> Playing that weeb trash with your jock strap. <laughs> playing Code Vein. And playing that gal gun. <laughs> oh, oh, some that, questions uh, may remain unanswered. That, that dead or alive, you feel the jiggle and the haptic feedback. The 4D jiggle <laughs> physics. <laughs> 
Sony censorship. I'm surprised you're not seeing that with the PS5. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that, all that censorship <laughs> talk really fell off the cliff, didn't it? Remember when it was such, oh, it's going to come back and bite them in the ass yeah. next gen? Yeah. Oh, the yeah. censorship. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't nobody said nothing. Ain't seen a single censorship threat in ages. Sony has not backpedaled on their policy. <laughs> like, nobody won. <laughs> They just showed up to the battlefield and like waved their flags and then went home. Yeah. Oh man. We got any you got any more of these trolls? Nah, man, that's about all I can muster for the day. <laughs> that's all I got in me. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I like old games, but I want I want next steps. I want new old games. Where's Where's Remake Three? <laughs> Is that gonna be PS Five exclusive? Troll of the week. Troll of the week. <laughs> All right, uh, so let's let's move from uh, positivity and let's get into uh, negativity. Topic of the week. To- topic, topic of, of the week. week. So Blizzard, a company that we've defended. Um, with all their controversies, with all their negativity that's been tossed at them. With their <laughs> joining at the hip with Activision. Yeah, joining at the hip with Activision. Even you know, though there's gave, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, they gave us a necromancer, but they charged us for it. Oh, uh, after years of support. <laughs> they're giving us new Diablo, but it might be mobile. Uh, it's just a joke. And it's free. <laughs> they're giving us classic World of Warcraft, but we hate World of Warcraft. Uh, uh, Should have got it right the first time. <laughs> But yeah, um, they managed to actually stumble, fall on their face, and this time uh, I'm not going to bail them out because, so let's uh, run through it. This is actually a story that's been evolving over the week, so it's- In numerous sectors. Yeah, in numerous sectors, but it made its way into gaming. I mean, I guess it began in the NBA, um, and it made its way to gaming, and here we are now talking shit about Blizzard, apparently. Mm. So let's run it down. Troll of the week. (laughs) Troll of the week. (laughs) Troll issues. Uh, So let's run it down. All right. So esports player Blitzchung, uh, he plays Hearthstone, if you're wondering, at a Grandmasters match. At the end of the interview, Blitzchung pulled down his Hong Kong protester style mask to yell, liberate Hong Kong, revolution of our age. The stream then quickly cuts to a commercial. (laughs) Now They couldn't get ahead of the lead. (laughs) (laughs) So now this uh, this could have just been that in itself. That could have just been the story. It could have just ended there. Nobody would have discussed it. They would have continued to just talk about Hong, the Hong Kong protests, focusing on that. But Blizzard had to react to it, and they reacted quickly, and they reacted swiftly, and they reacted firmly. And so with that, they ended up banning Blitzchung for a year. Uh, all right. They took away <laughs> his prize money from the tournament. No. Didn't he win that? And they fired the two broadcasters who were interviewing him. <laughs> fired him. 
did they espouse the same views? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or were they just talking to the winner of the tournament? Yeah, and so quickly to just run that back, he's during the interview he's wearing this mask, which is similar to what the Hong Kong protesters are wearing. Yeah, trying to hide from that ID technology that China has. Yeah. I think they said like it's ninety degree weather out there and they're dressed head to toes, scarves, masks, covering any kind of identifying feature. Like people even believe that the tech that they have out there can recognize the shape of your earlobes and match you up to somebody. So they're wearing they're covering everything. It's insane. Yeah, so uh he's wearing the mask, uh, and he yells out Viva la Revolution. <laughs> and um yeah, so the the uh the broadcasters quickly just look down like holy shit and they, they said they quickly cut to a commercial from there so they had no reaction they didn't clap for for your boy they didn't say hell yeah and then break out their mask and then all start dancing with their mask exactly they didn't like the stage on fire they didn't they didn't like themselves on <laughs> <Yeah>. fire <laughs> they didn't tell blizzard to go fuck themselves and run amok start freestyling uh <laughs> they cut to commercial but yet they got fired boy homeboy lost his money and uh got a year of suspension yeah it definitely sounds like a fairly extreme response to a seemingly innocuous situation yeah and so throughout the entire week people were like what the fuck is going on this is fucked up um there is as we had mentioned there was the stuff with the nba and the nba uh follow-up to that story so there was a tweet from one of the um i believe it was an owner or the coach from the rockets i believe okay. on his personal account yeah on his personal account and uh he basically just tweeted out like in support of the protesters and the nba quickly reacted and uh then there was uh, an uproar with that and then they walked it forced him to apologize (laughs) yeah they walked it back and they basically said you know what like we are a global brand but um we don't want to uh stifle the the views of our employees which is everybody who works in the nba from expressing how they feel about global issues because if you look at the nba they are very forward with how they felt about the trademark the trayvon martin situation and everything else they they let their players be vocal as opposed to say the nfl where you can't kneel because you're then unpatriotic mm-hmm. um, and this was right after china immediately responded by removing rockets and lakers games by pulling down websites to sell nba merchandise yeah um yeah this, so there's a whole de- ordeal there and then so yeah we see this reaction from blizzard people are upset um we could even discuss that before you get to the updates but um as, as far as you like there was an episode of South South Park got banned in China after their 300th episode called yeah. Banned in China, <laughs> yeah. where they addressed the issue as well. Yeah, and that's one of those things, like, I guess, like, to quickly discuss all of that, I mean, I don't mind if they want to ban it. Like, we've all known that, like, China has, they deal with things differently. And Very differently. It's, and it's one of those things, like, uh, I think it's also a little hypocritical if, like, people were to say like look at some of the companies and get upset with them for even taking money from china but then we're buying products made from china we got iphones in our hands mm-hmm. we got shoes <laughs> like we got we got a ton of shit we have that, clothes <laughs> yeah we have a ton of shit that's made in china and yet like we hold companies to a different standard and so we'll, we'll get into all that because there is also some updates from epic because epic has epic was oh in a, lord yeah because epic was in a situation where um, you know, we'll just get right into that. So Epic uh, responded uh, to the to the whole situation because they were questioned about it. And so to run it back um, with the Epic Game Store, there are people who are upset with um, the exclusivity from the Epic Game Store. And one of their arguments was that 
they um they're 40 percent owned by tencent which is a big chinese tech company they also have a stake in the nba yeah and so and, and gaming companies yeah and blizzard um so yeah tencent just has money in everything and so with that um there was a whole thing with like, well, I don't want to play games on the Epic Game Store because uh, Tencent has 40% uh, ownership of the company. And so I think all my data is going to be going to China and you know what they're going to be doing with oh, that wow. and blah, 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 blah. And so at the time it was seen as whiny PC players being xenophobic and using that as an excuse to go at the Epic Game Store. Is this one of those rare instances where they were onto something? But I, I, I would disagree on this one. Um, so... <laughs> And we'll discuss that but okay so here's the update with that so epic uh, released a statement epic supports the rights of Fortnite players and creators to speak about politics and human rights this coming from ceo tim sweeney um a twitter user then asked if the company would ever cut ties with an esports player over a similar controversy tim sweeney would then say that will never happen on my watch as the founder and ceo and controlling shareholder um, and so that's, I think that's the bigger thing because there's this idea like, oh, well, if you take money from China, that's already a problem and we're, we're going to get upset about it. But I think here's, I think the bigger argument is we know that a lot of companies, especially corporations are global brands, but mm-hmm. you don't want to be influenced by the governments of said countries especially if it goes against if you're a a company that's based in america and you're taking on american ideals you do not want to be influenced by uh, an international country or an international government and so i think that's where the outrage is with this situation is because it's fine if you take the money but then if you allow that to affect your policy then that's where people have a problem Mm -hmm. and i think that so with the epic game store i i I still disagree with that i felt like that was um you can you can say that yeah you don't like the idea of them taking money from china and that's fine but i don't i don't equate them as the same thing i think it's once you allow them to dictate your policy your censorship and stuff like that that's when you have a problem absolutely i mean business is business and you're gonna have to do business because that's just the way business goes you want to make the most money you got to get yourself in the most markets now what i don't agree with or at least what upsets me the most about the situation both upset and i'm kind of delighted at the same time because now people get to see it right out in the open right in broad daylight is that i don't I don't really appreciate how people are we're basically being told straight up that we value this business relationship more than human rights. (laughs) And that's like whenever people say something and then the whoever is in charge quickly comes and has them retracted or apologize. That's the kind of stuff where it's like, ah, yeah, the money is has more weight in that situation than people's than standing on the side of people than supporting people so that's just on me i don't have a problem with them taking the money or making the money i just appreciate the honesty yeah well i think that's (laughs) it's kind of it's it plays into the bigger picture of like things in general when it comes to uh discord with people and I think I do see some of the arguments sometimes where especially from more conservative viewpoints where they're seen as they'll see their comments as maybe more toxic and you'll see those people get banned and um, not be able to speak their views. And they'll say like, well, there's kind of um, an imbalance with, I guess, more progressive liberal, liberal views being 
voiced uh without without any type of punishment but if i say something then we have a problem and and so like i think with here in this situation where you then say like where we get into well i agree with what this guy said so it's okay but then i disagree with what this guy is saying so now this guy needs to disappear <laughs> forever I do, yeah and i see in that and take his money <laughs> yeah and that's where the issue was i think with the uh initial the initial um, usage of the rule that Blitz, uh, Blizzard was able to hide behind when it came to taking away his money and sus- and suspending him and firing the people is, is basically their argument was that like we had this rule in place for if somebody were to say to yell out something like racist, then we can use that as a penalty to then um, to deter it. And we then just applied it to this situation as well. And that's where the slippery slope of certain rules in place can then be influenced based on, I guess, who's in charge at the time. You can only say what we want you to say. Yeah. And so, and I, then you, you step into the realm of post-game interview, NBA post-game interviews. Uh, you know, we went out there, we, we executed teamwork, you know, we, just, we hit our shots. And <laughs> yeah, we just water it down. <laughs> You know, you know I, take it I, 100%. I went out there, you know, I played my cards. Like 100%. <laughs> I watched some animations, 100% of 100%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, like, I think that's where um, I, I like I, I kind of tend to, like, side with people should be able to speak their opinions as long as it's not, I guess, too toxic. But I think, yeah, I think people should be able to express themselves. And so I think at times when we're, we're a little too hard on, say, some more conservative viewpoints because it's against i guess liberal ideals i i do see like their pushback when it comes to then situations like this and how they play out Mm -hmm. ultimately like i do see that a private company has the right to i guess um to i guess uh, make decisions based on their own philosophies but in this case it did seem very hypocritical when you looked at a lot of their philosophies in that like oh we push people to be open and speak freely but then this guy spoke freely and blizzard immediately suspended him well you know what issue that knocks on the door of right yeah the big p issue pandering yeah <laughs> <laughs> so pandering is a pretty common turn term online especially when a company decides to take a stance one way or the other on an issue usually people who agree with that issue are pretty you know pretty appreciative of the company also taking the same stance while people who disagree tend to label it as pandering now a lot of the decision of who's pandering and who isn't is done on a consumer level because companies stay out of it and consumers are the ones who are arguing over what is pandering, what isn't, who's being pandered to. And it's just usually, it's usually the people being pandered to are the people that someone else disagrees with or does not feel deserves a voice or any kind of catering or, you know, concession, consideration, any other C words. In this situation, it, it kind of, you talk about the hypocrisy of like how they're about openness and all this and that, and then you have these situations where it's like, uh, not that open, give me your money back, and don't play anymore. It's It brings up the issue of pandering, because it's like you see that these companies aren't trying to take a hard stance, you know, in total, it's mostly just about where the money is. Right now, that money's coming out of China, so right now you better not say anything bad about China and tarnish our relationship with them, otherwise you're going to cut off our revenue stream and we don't like that. <laughs> yeah, and it it kind of 
it, for the consumer, it's I guess an education is you sh- in that you should never get too caught up in the wokeness of a company. Um, you look at like Blizzard with like Overwatch and how like we have an autistic character, we have two gay characters, we got an international like group of characters all come together in this world, and we can play as whoever you want. You can identify with whoever you want. You could be a hamster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you could be a furry. You could be a furry character. We got Winston. We got a hamster. Yeah. They know each other. And then you see this misstep, and it's like a reminder: like never get too caught up in like oh well they, these guys are good guys. And and so now I'm going to support them. Like, I do like the idea. Like, if they do something right, you do kind of acknowledge it. And it's like, oh, good on you. But never get in a way where it's they can do no wrong. Because as we learn, like, with a lot of, like, I guess, woke culture, uh, I believe there was, like, one story. Man, I wish I could remember it. But it was basically a guy, a reporter. So somebody got a job. A reporter went into that person's uh, past, found him saying something racist, got that guy fired, and then somebody went into the reporter's past and found him <laughs> saying something racist, and then he got fired. Oh, and so it's that like one karma, of those, baby. Yeah, and so it's one of, you never want to get too caught up in feeling holier than thou and i think and or like or being so supportive of people that you believe that they're not capable of doing something that's then seen wrong a week later and so yeah i think it's like it's it's a reflection of a lot of things that are going on in society and how we kind of have to take like a little more measured approach to i guess our decisions especially Mm -hmm. as consumers and let the past be the past it's about what we're doing now it's about how we feel now it's about it's about how we've grown, how we've matured. Like you're gonna, you're gonna let a 17 year old version of me dictate what 36 year old me is gonna be doing. That's mm-hmm. kind of it's kind of messed up. And so, um, all right. So now we have an update. So that was the first half of the week. Oh. So come Friday, we then basically the entire week, everybody been saying, well, "What's Blizzard have to say about this?" The NBA has already responded. Why did they do this? But Blizzard has gone silence, and the silence is deafening. Um, and so, come Friday night, the uh, president of Blizzard Entertainment, Jay Allen Brack, <laughs> released a statement, and uh, here's, here's how it goes. Every voice matters, and we strongly encourage everyone in our community to share their viewpoints in the many places available to express themselves. However, the official broadcast needs to be about the tournament and to be a place where all, our, where all are welcome. In support of that, we want to keep the official channels focused on the game. The specific views expressed by Blitzchung were not a factor in the decision we made. I want to be clear, our relationships in China had no influence on our decision. Let's keep it going. (laughs) We have these rules to keep the focus on the game and on the tournament to the benefit of a global audience, and that was the only consideration in the actions we took. If this had been the opposing viewpoint delivered in the same divisive and deliberate way, we would have felt and acted the same. We've had a chance to pause and okay, so now this is so basically they were saying that if the guy had come out say pro mainland China, yeah, then they would have been like fuck that dude as well. Basically, and then everyone like yeah, take his money. <laughs> yeah, so I think. Um, this is one of those things going back to like what you were saying that they would prefer it to be as you were saying with like uh NBA, with sports in general the the very watered down non controversial uh, approach to um, I guess 
uh, the media. You can talk <laughs> about that shit. Just don't do it here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so you'll get a lot of I done a hundred percent, and I love my my teammates, and I love my opponents, and I'll try harder next time. And then they're gonna wear like a <laughs> shirt or some kind of symbol where like you just gotta know. It's like, oh, yeah, the silent protest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so yeah, they wanted they wanted to basically be more like the NFL, where it's like, how how dare these people kneel and make awareness of something? How dare these people exercise their free speech to protest against a flag that they don't think represents them equally? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and so this is now a response to then all the outrage and all the anger. And uh, here are some updates. Uh, so we've had a chance to pause and listen to our community and to reflect on what we could have done better. In hindsight, our process wasn't adequate and we reacted too quickly. When we think about the, six, the suspension, six months for Blitzchung is more appropriate, after which time he can compete in Hearthstone Pro Circuit again if he so chooses. Uh, I believe that, um, so he was suspended a year, they've now reduced it to six months, and uh, Blitzchung... Oh, good. Yeah, and Blitzchung had basically said he was done with Hearthstone, um, so that's why they say if he so chooses. So we'll see if, uh, with the reduction, if he'll kind of use this as a, a moment to then come back and play the game or he'll see this maybe as like some uncle tom shit and be like fuck all that maybe he just needs a little cooling off time yeah <laughs> um yeah and so he'll get the six month suspension as far as the casters who were suspended for actually who were fired um for just being on air at the time <laughs> not, not supporting it or showing any type of support for uh what bliss young was talking about with regard to the casters remember their purpose is to keep the event focused on the tournament that didn't happen here and we are setting their suspension to six months as well keep in mind they didn't do shit but yeah um apparently they didn't moderate it well enough uh this might be a thing i don't really know i know like with tv there is the delay so if somebody swears it gets bleeped out or they can just go to black if something bad happens. I'm not sure how streaming works, and so I'm not sure what these guys could have done with streaming, if there's a delay with that, if they could have cut off the, the interview. Maybe it's the fact that he was wearing the mask and they didn't identify that as uh, maybe in support of the Hong Kong protesters. Maybe that's why they're saying that they didn't do enough. But I think in general, uh, the casters, and I think most people agreed, got it very rough for just being on air at the time with the guy. It'd be like Mike Myers getting a trouble for being next to kanye when he said george bush doesn't support black people <laughs> that was a firestorm yeah and so yeah so just quickly to sum all that to run now that back uh bliss jung the esports player got his suspension reduced to six months and the dudes who were fired are now unfired they're just fired for six months <laughs> but they did they still keep his money uh and they oh yeah and they didn't mention that but yeah they gave his money back which um i mean he fucking did his he job. You get paid that money. Yeah, he, you you show up to work. You get paid for your day's work. Um, yeah. Uh, the only other thing I have written down here because a lot of people have mentioned it um, when Blizzard was super silent. The big issue is right around the corner on November first is BlizzCon, so they needed to address this situation. Oh yeah, it would have been <laughs> bad. They would have got buried in bad press. Yeah, um, as far as I know, I believe uh, one of the articles I was reading they said people still plan on protesting regardless, even though they did respond. Uh, how how do you see this playing out at BlizzCon? Do you think it's just going to be bedlam? Do you think people are going to be like I'd heard that at one of the. Um, 
I'm not sure it was. I'm not sure which uh, game it was, but somebody in the crowd held up like a pro, like Hong Kong thing, in support uh, in the audience, and he just had to clip away real quickly. So I mean, I imagine there's going to be some, I guess, shenanigans uh, at BlizzCon. We're we're gonna see some some funny movements from personnel. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> people moving in the background, <laughs> escorting people out. Yeah, there'll, there'll definitely be very little clips clips to the audience. Um, I mean, with, there might not be clips to the audience. Yeah, I mean, with last year, with the just is this a joke already being a meme and people talking about it still with uh, Diablo Mobile. Um, I'm sure they thought about like their approach with how they'll interact with the community at the event. And now with this on top of it, I imagine this is a big worry. Maybe they just go ahead and cancel BlizzCon if they're that. <laughs> if they're I PR, doubt it'll be that troublesome. If their PR team is that worried. <laughs> I mean, it, all they can mitigate all this in one simple way. If they just drop the tiniest hint that Diablo 4 might be at BlizzCon, this all goes away. You think so? It, effortlessly. I feel like... Because that, that, changes, that changes the public perception of Blizzard, that changes the discussion, and it just buries all the negative press instantaneously. Yeah, it's for me, I think I look at it as it, how much of this is a discussion because it was one of those things like the Hong Kong protests had been going on and I believe, like, like obviously Americans were aware they were tweeting in support as we saw with the, uh, the Rockets coach. But then um, I think once we saw the reaction to it, that's when it became more of a discussion. We even saw like, like republican and democrat um like uh, senator or congressman uh weighing in on the blizzard situation oh no so like stop getting these people involved yeah and so like um yeah once again we'll see how big the story is as far as like how the hong kong pro uh, protests have progressed at that time if it's still a relevant story i could see it there the way i looked at it it was such a big story that ps5 was announced on monday like officially and that story was buried pretty quickly with the uh the whole blizzard situation and so i think it, it comes down to how big this story is come blizzcon i know people will be excited definitely for some to hear about diablo and um if i'm them yeah i'm thinking what big announcements could we put out there to to i guess bring back some goodwill from the community and get some fanaticism going our way again but yeah like i i saw like like the all the memes were kind of like um showing like the uh the ea sports studios like wow it's 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 the first time it's been quiet in a while <laughs> uh, our pr guys haven't had to do anything all week yeah like because all the pitchforks are aimed at blizzard at the moment so i mean we'll see i it's there's definitely fallen order comes out and suddenly ea is looking like a good company again <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly um yeah so i mean uh we'll see i i, I think like as you're saying like um we're definitely in a country where there is a 24-hour news cycle, so... And a 24-minute attention span. Yeah, like, we see Trump is about to get impeached every week, and then, like, he's he's chilling the next week on the beach playing oh, golf. Man. I'm just I'm just <laughs> hoping one day I wake up and I read that Chiron at the bottom of CNN. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or just, like, he resigns. Yeah, and so, like, that's... And I think that is, if anything we're seeing that things don't really stick and yet they do kind of stick. So I don't know. We'll see come BlizzCon, but it's definitely something that they are. It's going to take a little work for them to shrug off to say the least. One quote unquote leak 
of Diablo 4. <laughs> for A-Dub. It's shit. The whole world, dude. That'll set the world on fire. It All this goes away. Well, the problem is I don't think... Because if you look at it, like, um, like I don't know, I was listening to a couple, like, like I guess, different podcasters, and they were saying that they don't really play Blizzard games. And so I think that's where, for the Blizzard community, an announcement of Diablo would be a huge deal. But as, as I was saying, when you're getting senators and people weighing in who don't care about Blizzard games, that's when you're being brought into the, the national, into the, uh, I guess the main mainstream perspective, the for super massive black hole that is political controversy. Yeah. For something that has nothing to do with games. And so I think that that's where it's a little worrisome because it's bringing in people who don't care about blizzard to then weigh in on blizzard yeah and they're gonna they're going to want to navigate their way through it and find a way to insert themselves <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah um i mean we'll see as the story progresses but at least at this point blizzard has weighed in so that will at least help them uh to move on because i think that was the big one was what's going on with blizzard and the fact that they've reduced that they've admitted some guilt in this situation does help them out because people do want to see a company at least show some signs of uh some acts of contrition just admit to your bullshit yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah let's move on to the uh next topics of the week top topics of the week man that was a that was a meaty hour so we can bang this out pretty quickly we have we have the uh top uh playstation downloads of september Let's run that off real quickly. Number one, NBA 2K20. What? Number two, microtransactions. <laughs> oh, it's worse yeah. than the last one. <laughs> Top game. <laughs> Top game. Number two, Borderlands 3. That makes sense. I downloaded it. Number three, EA Sports FIFA 20. That makes sense. Number four, Minecraft. Number eh. five, Madden. So we're looking at... Um, I hate I hate microtransactions. I hate sports games. I hate annualized games. I hate I hate jokes in my games. I hate <laughs> I hate the bad writing and the humor. I hate cel shaded graphics. I hate first person shooters. I hate RPG elements. <laughs> I hate RNGs. <laughs> and speaking of RPG elements, I hate online multiplayer. <laughs> speaking of RPG elements, number six, Final Fantasy VIII remastered. I hate weeb trash. <laughs> I hate making making guys look better than, I hate than term, the jokes. <laughs> I hate turn-based combat. Um, number seven, EA Sports NHL 20. I hate EA. I hate EA, yet they're all the they're the top. All the rage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number eight, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. That, I hate first-person shooters. Didn't this game flop? Yeah, I hate I hate market transactions. I hate online multiplayer. I hate battle passes. Mm. Uh, I hate Tom Clancy. <laughs> rest in peace. <laughs> I hate... I hate multiplayer. Uh, number nine, Grand Theft Auto Five. I hate GTA. I hate gambling. I hate open world. <laughs> I hate microtransactions. I hate online multiplayer. Number ten, EA Sports, UFC Three. <laughs> I hate Conor McGregor. He's a dickhole. I hate EA. <laughs> we love Conor McGregor. He's the man. <laughs> yeah. Number eleven, uh, Pez Twenty Twenty. How dare you give that to me for free? I hate indie trash. <laughs> I hate I hate Phil Fish. He's an asshole. I hate sports games. <laughs> <laughs> I hate games that don't have combat. Yeah. I, it's I, it's an art game. I hate it. Um, Pro Evolution Soccer is by the way. Um, number twelve, Greedfall. Number thirteen, Code Vein. I hate anime. Mm-hmm. I hate, I hate Souls we- games. I hate weeb trash. I hate Souls games. Is everybody <laughs> copying the shitty combat system? <laughs> 
Number 14, Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm-hmm. I hate Rhyme Horse. I hate the controls. <laughs> I hate walking in camp. <laughs> I hate talking to people. Uh, I hate brushing my horse. <laughs> I hate eating food. I hate cleaning myself. Yeah. I hate Rockstar. 15, Castle Crashers Remastered. I hate Weeb Trash. <laughs> I hate Andy Trash. <laughs> Could have played this on my Super Nintendo. I hate Super Nintendo. <laughs> 16, the dark, the dark Pictures Anthology, Man of Medan. <laughs> I, hate, I hate movie games. If I, <laughs> I would need to even know what this is to begin hating on it. And I think that's why a lot of games don't get, don't get hated on at all. Like some games, it's the high profile right games right. that they see like or are used to or that people talk about hate endlessly. They're, they're visible. But then when there are lesser known games and things like that, number one, they get the most accurate user review scores of all time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you don't have people talking shit about them all the time. None of y'all want this man of Medan. <laughs> Apparently somebody wants man of Medan. Somebody got their man of Medan. <laughs> uh, 17... Because nobody wanted this Star Wars Battlefront Two. Mm-hmm. Oh, didn't I think they recently announced, or maybe it came out already? But they're putting out a content update where you're going to be able to play the game with uh, with AI bots. Oh, just like everybody wanted. Makes mm-hmm. it just like the Battlefront Two of yesteryear, mm-hmm. yestergen. But uh, how can you do? How dare you support this game? Mm, too little, too late. Too late. <laughs> yeah, they, it already flopped. Nine million copies sold. It flopped. <laughs> <laughs> still buying it. It flopped. <laughs> A year later, still buying it. It flopped. Uh, is, it, is it time to jump into Battlefront Two? <laughs> Should I get Battlefront Two or Celeste? Oh, Borderlands. <laughs> uh, Eighteen Remnant from the Ashes. Back from the Ashes. No. Uh, Nineteen. Today's Inktober theme, I think. Marvel Spider-Man and number 20 Rex and Effects Wreckfest. Um but Spider-Man still selling. Still selling. Battlefront selling better than Spider-Man. <laughs> um all right, so PSVR games, we we'll just go with the number we'll go top 3. Number 1 Beat Saber, number right. 2 Beat Saber looked dope. <laughs> feeling super hot and number 3 Job Simulator. Nice. Nice. You three know. very worthy titles. Those all those all very much convey what VR is about. Yes. Uh, free-to-play game, number one, Fortnite. Number two, Apex. Number three, Brahalla. The Hala game. The only three free-to-play games. Yeah. Um, DLC, um, number one, Fortnite. Actually, the top three are all Fortnite packs. And then number four is Monster Hunter Iceborne. And actually, there's a note f- with um, from the uh, PlayStation blog with uh, Iceborne. Uh, so Monster Hunter World Iceborne in is in the uh, DLC expansion charts, but we crunched the numbers and found that it would have been it would have taken the number four spot if it had been included on the PS4 list. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> so if it was selling as its own game, it would have been the fourth best selling game of the which of it the kind month. of is. Like it's one of the few expansions that is almost a fully fledged sequel. Yeah, and then going back to Apex, I believe Apex Legends has new content as well as a new character these days. So you know, if you've been on the fence or you haven't been playing in a while, you might want to jump back into Apex Legends. Yeah, um, one of the games that wasn't on the list, and we'll see if if it's there in MPD because this is only downloads digital. But uh, Control wasn't on that list, mm. so we'll see. Um, I believe it didn't make the top twenty with NPD for last month, but it came out at the end of the month. Um, so that was kind of expected, but it didn't show up here on the top downloads. Maybe everybody bought a physical. Maybe everybody's old school with it. Exactly. 
Eh, who knows? I mean, it's a fantastic game. The performance patches that they put out ironed out a lot of the performance issues on PS4 Pro, at least. I don't know about the base models. I think they still may suffer. And they have a roadmap for additional content uh, going through 2020. So, you know, I highly recommend Control. Control issues, seal of approval, A-dub, stamp of approval. Go out and get that if you're into, like... If you're into any of Remedy's games, if you're into PSYOPs, the Mindgate conspiracy, if you're just into like weird paranormal kind of stuff, as well as telekinetic powers floating around, throwing forklifts, if that's up your alley, give Control a shot. And that's kind of the point that I was getting at, is that critically, this game like was received well like everybody had great things to say about it the only everything was right <laughs> yeah ev- the only complaints were at the most maybe frame rate stuff and even the people who had complaints about the frame rate said that the game was so good that like it, it didn't keep me from enjoying the game and that's uh to the greater to the greater point that the doom and gloom people who are saying r.i.p single player here's a great single player game and if it doesn't sell well it's only on you. <laughs> it's on your head, buddy. Yeah. Great game. But yeah. Frame rate issues are the only tangible issue or at least objective issue that the game had. And they've done their best to address that. There are some people like the movie buffs and those guys who are on game forums like, oh, the story story's not that good. And I'm just like, did you read any of the collectibles, watch the videos? Oh, they shouldn't have to hide the meat of their story in the collectibles like well they did and they did it really well and it it's it's excellent i found myself reading everything so yeah if you're all about that single player life and exploring the world and really getting immersed in your games that should have been something that pulls you in if you're looking to hop into a game and just say skip through cutscenes, and then you're gonna you're gonna complain about not getting the full story i don't know where i'm supposed to go yeah that's kind of on you at that point um all right so let's move into the final topic of the week unless final you got topic of the week something else a dub um this coming I got a hankering for a hot chicken sandwich hell yeah <laughs> so let's wrap it up with this uh for those excited as the amc for doom eternal oh this coming from games radar doom eternal has a new release date march 20 2020 and 2020 just got more monstrous than it ever was. Mm-hmm. Man, the first six months of next year are out of control. Yeah. The would- first six months of next year are an epic year on their own. Yeah. I believe it comes out the same day as um, Animal Crossing. So we can look forward to the uh, should I buy Animal Crossing or play the Doomslayer. So then technically next year is going to be the best year in gaming. Because we have Kakarot in January. Yes. Last of Us 2 in February. Yes. We have Doom Eternal and the Final Fantasy VII Remake and the Avengers game in March. Yes. Which is crazy. Yes. We have Cyberpunk in April. Yes. And then we also have Xbox, Scarlet, and PlayStation 5. Yes. Yeah. Um, Meaning that we also have Halo Infinite. <laughs> I guess my curiosity would be, do you know if... They're going to kind of do the 360 thing with the Xbox One and up-res these games? Or do you think there'll be PS5 versions of these games released when the PS5 comes out? If the PlayStation 5 is indeed backward compatible with the PlayStation 4, I don't imagine them doing remasters of any PlayStation 4 games at all. Yeah. Because all they could do is just 
you can put the disc in, and if the developer so chooses, they could put out a PS5 patch. And that's uh, that would be my only, not necessarily concern, but thing to keep an eye out on is if people were to start saying like, "Oh, well, should I just wait?" <laughs> and to, to play this game in fall, basically, if there's a remaster coming right around the corner. Well, if you want to tarnish the sales of those single-player games that you think are dying, go right on ahead. But exactly. don't be mad if you see Apex Legends 2 instead of Jedi Fallen Order 2. Yeah. Um, and so to keep it going, um, Doom was originally scheduled to release November 22nd, 2019. And people were pumped mm-hmm. and as id uh, software announced today it's been delayed by four months to ensure the best experience possible and people weren't too thrilled but they accepted it yeah i mean ultimately you want your game to come out right people always complain about why are they shipping broken games well this is why they delay games why are they rushing that game they worked on for three years yeah <laughs> But then why did you even give a release date? Mm, it's false advertising. You misleading the consumer. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when we go over an hour. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we don't even have to make the arguments. We just have to get the tone just of the argument. It. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard it before. Yeah. <laughs> they go hand in hand. Yeah. You know how they sound. All right. So, A-Dub, before you get to that chicken sandwich, do you have any final words? to the control lights well first of all those chicken sandwiches because <laughs> your boy's getting two you double fisting I'm, ugh, all the time you triple fisting that Did deep you, digging yeah, you know <laughs> gotta that's why you gotta be social and be how going yeah, yeah. <laughs> and get those extra fists well yeah it's i'm pumped i'm excited i'm enjoying I'm enjoying my life as a gamer more than I ever have in any of my previous years, even those blissfully ignorant high school years when I could just sit at home, tell my parents my homework is done, knowing that it wasn't, playing games until the wee hours of the morning, knowing that I'm getting a hot game for, for my birthday or Christmas. But you know what? Buying all this stuff myself, using my my limited free time to just get that quality escapism in, ugh. Can't beat it. Don't want to beat it. Enjoying it. Business control issues. I am the AMC. This is a dub. We are control issues. Thanks for playing. Say, Dub, are we banned in China? If not, we sure as hell will be.